this is going to be me being awkward saying, I'm recording now, and this is the very first podcast of Mission Down the Rabbit Hole. Okay, so I started to record that day that um, I basically just stayed high all day and set the whole thing up, but then I started recording and I was like ranting, and then I'm like, wow, I don't really want to rant. Like, I'm not trying to be like that kind of energy, so... I listened back to it and I'm like, uh, I'll do this another day. Maybe I need to wait for a rant day. <laughs> right? So I was like, well, maybe I'll just make this one. I'll make this one the first one and then kind of backtrack instead of trying to make it super, um, like over organized. I see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I you work, it. but a lot of times, uh, I work better when I wing it. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Have you ever done anything with like uh sound, podcast, video, audio, anything like that before? No, but my kids do. Because I'm old like that. So <laughs> we've got them to assist when necessary. I guess I shouldn't say no because I have sang in a band and we recorded stuff and had to edit audio. So mm. but again, that's super just winging it and figuring it out as you go like I never took any classes for it or whatever so I see but I think it's super exciting I used to do tv production like in middle school (laughs) and high school so I have a little of it I'm like wow this is going to come in a little handy hopefully (laughs) yeah so I so I listened to like a bajillion podcasts and um this one podcast that I listened to they're they typically advertise what platform they use so I was like, all right, well, I'll just, I'll start with that because it's super easy and it's free. And then I um, messaged, did you listen to the podcast I told you about yet? No, not yet. Okay. Like I've heard some of them, but not like, um, I haven't listened to specific episodes. It's on okay. my to-do list. Okay. So this one that like I love, I listen to, they, they actually, I think they only have like 36 episodes because they just started doing it, but I uh, like. Hold on or hold, hold up. up. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, I love them. Yeah. So I messaged them every once in a while and they're super responsive. And I was like, hey, weird question. Like, how do you, what do you record on or what do you edit on? And they're like, oh, I use GarageBand, which I'd heard other people use that. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he said, but when we have guests on that aren't in the same place as us, we just use Zoom and record the Zoom and edit it. And I'm like, okay. Genius. It's so genius. And we're just overthinking it. (laughs) Right. So yeah, they're like, just, I think it's, I think it's Shane that runs their Instagram. I don't know of the two of them, but he was like, just, you know, reach out if you have any questions, you know, we're happy to help and maybe we'll we'll get them to listen. Manifest that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, how exciting. How exciting. I can't wait to see how you edit it. You're I'm pretty gonna so good. You're going to do so great. All your creative juices are just going to come out. I feel like the first ones are just going to be like real awkward and that's okay because um, it's a stepping stone. That's how I operate. I'm real awkward. So Tyson's like, when you get nervous, you just make awkward jokes. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is so crazy. I'm just All right, so- I'm taking it in. So let me see how I want to start. Um, I know I sent you just like sort of like word vomit list of like, here's some topics, you know, to like look up and just kind of like get your, 
your feedback on, but I want you to start by telling everyone who might listen um, a little bit about how you got to where you are, what it is you consider yourself nowadays, as far as energy reading and your whole vibe. Goodness. Um, well, I don't really know what I consider myself because um, it's kind of a weird thing. You know, there's a lot of different titles, but it's also one of those things where what kind of title do you give yourself? You know, right. like you can't say, yeah, I'm the high priestess. Like, you don't tell people when you are the high priestess, you just are her. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I'm a tarot reader, but I also do um, astrology a lot. You know, I do birth chart readings and um, astrology readings. I incorporate the two a lot together. I mean, I feel like you can't do tarot without astrology and you can't do astrology without tarot. That's just how it works for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's other things that I do with, um, I mean, all of it's energy, but things that I guess you would consider maybe more energy healing, like, you know, with... Um, cleansing, like with, uh, you know, selenite wands, cord cutting, saging, those kinds of things, meditating. Um, so I do a little of all of that. And I also am constantly studying, trying to learn more, trying to figure out how I can deepen the knowledge and how I can just share it with others. So um, I see myself transitioning into a role more as um, teacher in the next year, which is really really weird to say and really weird to just even put it out there right now when it's it's not totally there but um I know I know what's coming um so I guess that is um what I would kind of sum up who I am what I do right now a little of all of that awesome. um yeah we'll just run with that <laughs> and how did you how did you get there because I know that that's that you this is sort of like over the last couple of years something that's just snowballed like crazy um to to take it back like I've done uh, I've done several things before this you know I, I've worked in retail I was a military wife for a few years and worked from home um working an overnight help just help desk job during that situation um and then I went to cosmetology school and was going to do hair and makeup that was something that I had been interested in for a few years like uh maybe since like uh, middle school, high school, there was a few things I was interested in and that was one of them, like, okay, maybe. Um, so I went to cosmetology school and one, when I was there, it was 2016. And 2016 was my year of awakening. And it was like during the summer where we'd moved back to Florida and I was really trying to find who am I? That was the, that was the question, who am I? I was, it was always on my mind. I was asking all my friends and we would hang out like we would get stoned. Like, who, who am I though? Just who am I? Tell me, who do you see me as? Like this was me for months <laughs> going on that like existential solo crisis, trying to figure it out. And, um, so I did that and, um, started hair school in the fall and, um, was like, okay, you know, we're doing this. And uh, there was a girl who sat next to me and we'd become friends. And one day she asked me if I knew what chakras were. And I was like, no, I've never, no, what is that? Yeah. She explained a little bit and I went home that night and researched and I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, I don't understand what this is, 
but I know I'm looking at something that is major that I need to be aware of. And um, it was crazy. And I remember going back to school the next day and talking with her about it and just being like, what? Oh my God. And um, it was very interesting to me. And uh, I didn't totally understand it, but I understood and just knew that was something I needed to keep exploring. And so from from there, you know, I did research on chakras and trying to understand the energy system. And then I looked into crystals and got like a beginner little seven piece set so I could start trying to understand it more, like how do chakras work? How does it correspond with the crystals? Um, and that was something I was into for a while, just trying to understand that on like a basic level. Right. And, and um, then I wanted to get a tarot deck again because I had actually bought a tarot deck when I was like 15, 16. Okay. And uh, it was something I got with my best friend and we were looking at it and it was something that was interesting and we tried to figure it out, but I, I never could figure out like how to use it. I like played with it a little bit. And I remember like my junior year of high school, there was like a sleepover or two that I took my deck to and we were just kind of fucking around with it, but it wasn't real because like, I didn't know what I was doing. We were just kind of looking at it, but it felt like this is something that I'm just supposed to have with me. Like this, this is, this is something, but then I kind of, you know, fizzled out, disappeared, right. you know, as things do. <laughs> um, so it's very funny to look back like that. I had this deck and it wasn't even a thought in my mind at that point, but um, it was something very interesting. And this world has always been something that's interesting to me growing up, even though I didn't even know totally mm -hmm. what it was. Um, so after I learned, uh, I had the crystals and was learning more about chakras, I started getting, I got a tarot deck and I started trying to learn that and I still didn't understand it, but I was like, we're gonna do it. And um, I knew a little bit about astrology then, but I was like, I really wanna learn. And so I sat down one weekend and like taught myself how to start looking at birth charts like on the floor with this huge astrology book that I had. Um, I learned a lot that weekend though. Um, and so I just kept learning more. So I was doing that like while I was in hair school and also like learning hair and all of that. And um, it was very weird because I was really in a place of like, okay, I need to, you know, be doing what I'm going to do and start my life. Like I had been doing, you know, my husband's thing, supporting him and, and doing that. And now this is what I need to do, but fuck, I don't know if I want to do hair because all of this that I'm learning feels so right, even though I don't yeah. even know anything about it. And so that was a whole conflict. Um, but I graduated cosmetology school, worked at a salon for a few years, or not a few years, few, for a few months. Um, and it just came up again. I was there at the salon. I had still been studying and, and researching and I'd been working at the salon for a few months and it was a great place. I loved it, but I was like, wow this is what life would be for the next 34 years. Like right, right here, I've done it. I reached it. And right. it was just like, this isn't what I want. Yeah. So that was, you know, sucked. <laughs> but um, yeah, so fortunately it really worked out as things kind of do, right? When shit hits the fan, how it's supposed to, you know? Right. Um, realized I didn't want to do that and I was trying to figure out how to talk to my husband about it and he had just gotten out of the military and started his first civilian job and it wasn't what it was supposed to be either and so he was very much on the same page of like this isn't what I want to be doing this isn't what I was even the job I signed up for um 
so we had talked about it and we were both like yeah we need to go somewhere else where there's a better opportunity and so he got a different job in Virginia and we moved a month later <laughs> to Virginia um, it was very shocking for a lot of people but it's just what we had to do it felt right and um, so we've been here for three years now okay and when we moved here, I was going to try to do hair still. I was trying to fight through that, but we got here. I did the application to like transfer my license and there was some issue with it. And it was just like all these signs of like, you're just trying so hard for something that's not meant to be. Um, so, but you know, it sucked it, my pride, my ego, you know, all of that was like, wow, this, this is a failure. You know, people would call that a failure, but looking back now it really wasn't. I don't think um, so. At learning, all. like you're you're figuring out what you should be doing or what yeah what you're meant to do what I'm meant to do right so so I didn't do the hair thing I ended up you know deciding it's not what I want to do why force it and I also wasn't in a place where I knew exactly what I wanted to be doing I was still learning a lot with spiritually and with all the uh, studies I was doing so I couldn't really say okay well I'm gonna be a tarot reader now is that cool I wasn't <laughs> ready for it at all right. Um, so I got a job at a coffee shop and was like, I'm going to do this cause I, we can't live in Virginia with only one income. Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, I got a job at a coffee shop and, uh, you know, I'm going to work and figure that out while I'm here. And I continued studying and then it all just kind of unfolded. I quit the coffee shop job a year ago in August and I've been doing this full-time since then and that's going to be uh it's a mostly it's studying um but i do i'm doing more tarot readings the last six months uh i've been doing a lot of birth charts the last month or two they've just started flying in everybody wants to know what's coming next year right they're like what's in my chart what do i need to know for next year i know all these transits that are coming and everybody you know um so yeah, and then there's been so many people this year who are going through their awakenings now. And so that's been a big part of this year. I've helped a lot of people. They reach out like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. And I'm like, baby, I know exactly where you are. And, you know, they, a lot of them don't have people around them who are waking up yet. So in some situations, I'm the only one they know. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy to me to, to think that there's no one around you. But I remember, you know, when it was like that myself, it, it's crazy. But um. Yeah, so that's the the story, I guess that would sum up, yeah, of how we got there to here. <laughs> that's awesome. It's funny that you say that because I was listening to Hold Up, Wait a Minute, and they had a guest on, um, I think her name's Ali Cat, and so she does similar things, um, you know, energy reading, all that kind of stuff, tarot reading, and so they had plugged her on their one of their episodes. I think it was the first episode I listened to, and I was, like, hooked. <laughs> like, Mind blown. Yeah, and so um, I had was talking to Shannon about it, you know, because um, because I talked to her about all this kind of stuff, and so she's like, "Oh my God, I, I have a friend! Like, you need to meet her. She does the same thing. You know, I'll I'll hook you up." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, it's so funny you say that. I for some reason I think she had mentioned that she had just started talking to you again about something like that." And she's like, she's going to do a reading for me too or something. Yeah, I was uh, doing a birth chart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah, totally. Like, I'm down for that. And then we talked and we clicked and it was hilarious to me. 
Right. How all of this um, energy works. I know that um, like growing up, I was raised like by a single dad most of the time. And um, I grew up very different on an island in the Keys. Um, so Which I love. <laughs> super laid back island life, right? And it really is. But my dad was like a giant hippie. So um, I grew up with drum circles and um, his girlfriend for the longest time had dreadlocks. There was always incense. Yes. Like there was always that vibe. It was always I mean? around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely something that's always just been there. Isn't um, that funny? Yeah. So I really like, I'm like, like you, I don't know what I, or like you were. Um, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know enough about, like, it's sad to say, I don't even think I know enough about myself to know. Well, you do. Well, it's not, I have consciously <laughs> know, maybe, or I have You're tapping into it. <laughs> yes, I'm getting there. So anyway, I just think that's super cool. I was pulling, I was pulling up the email that I sent you because I wanted to um, kind of like go through some of those different things mm -hmm. that we are going to talk about. Um, so you would say 2016 was kind of like your, like, that was, start, year, right? that was when it busts wide open. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that you had any particular, like, red pill moment? Because I know we haven't talked about this, obviously, right now, but we have outside of here that we share some of the very same banana views on <laughs> what the world really is, right? Like, the and interdimensional beings and all that kind of stuff. Did you have like an aha moment that brought you there or was it really kind of gradual? Um, I think it really was gradual and you know, um, not to, cause none of it's conspiracy, but I was always into conspiracy theories yeah. growing up, even as a kid before I even really knew what they were. So it wasn't really like, yeah, there was ever one thing that was like, oh my God, I've gradually read and been interested in things and nothing shocks me. So <laughs> everything's like, no, yeah, this is very possible. Yep. This yeah. could definitely be a thing. It gets whatever. Um, but I think one of the craziest things for me that just, I don't remember, it wasn't in 2016 because I definitely was watching more like documentaries in 2016 trying to i was i was trying to find a lot like who am i and what's going on right. what is it all there's something there's something i could feel you know before i could understand but um one of the things that's the craziest to me is missing children and the mm -hmm. human trafficking and it's crazy to me because it's one of the things that i can remember uh, going far back, like being a kid. I can remember being like seven years old and watching television and there being like, whether it's like the news on talking about a missing kid or it was like some kind of special talking about like missing children or trafficking. I remember seeing this kind of stuff and just being so, not looking at it like, oh my God, this could happen to me, but looking at it like, so this is real, this is happening and like no one around me is doing anything. Right. It was very weird. Like there's missing children. This is a big problem. I'm seven and I know this, but like nothing, no one's really like nothing. Right. And it's still like that. It is. It is. And it's, um, it's really interesting you say that because I re remember same thing growing up, like 
again, on a, a small island, right? Like everybody knows everybody. But my mom, when I was little, was always very like, my mom was very mystical too. Like, mm-hmm. so she always was into the same kinds of things, right? Um, but she was always like, you cannot talk to strangers. She's like, you don't understand. They will, she's like, they take little kids all the time and they will take, because I was like white blonde hair, like blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Right. She's like, you will get stolen in a heartbeat. So she like would drill me on, (laughs) what do you do if someone says, do you want to see my puppy? And I was like, you say no when you run away. (laughs) What do you do if someone says, do you want some candy? And I was like, you say no and run away. Like just crazy stuff, right? And she was always like, don't ever walk by a van. Don't ever, you know, just like stuff that is actually happening now, 20 some 30 years later from when she was telling me those things. Yes. And, and we're still not really talking about it. Yes. And when you do try to talk about it to people, they don't want to hear it, but it's like, these are, these are children. They're your children. They're my children. They're our nephews, our nieces, our future how is this not the thing that we're talking about more? Do you, I know and, it's disgusting and it's dark. Right. It is, but we have to help these kids and the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, imagine how these families feel. This is their reality. They live in filth in that way, that disgusting horror. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You know they use, they use kids to get kids? Yes, like, they do. Like in tar- they yep. will use kids other kids and girls and like the caregivers well and it's crazy too because it's not even like it's it's not always situations where there's a van pulling up and just taking someone in the daylight there are parents who are willingly turning their children over to different people organizations for money other compensation and people don't like to think that that's real but it is it is real and all you have to do is read articles that come out and read between the fine lines, like parents getting charged with things, read that article because it does come out and you just have to kind of, you know, smell the shit. (laughs) That's messed up too. Yeah, it definitely goes beyond that. Um, What do you think about, while we're talking about child trafficking, which is a horrible thing, but what do you think about um, like Wayfair, Wayfair Gate and Pizzagate? What do you think about that? So... Um, I will tell you <laughs> that, right, Pizzagate is one of my, I think Pizzagate is my ultimate favorite red pill. Okay. And I'm exposed, so there it is. But um, I, the Pizzagate thing is, is so, it's awful. I, I don't like it, so let me clarify. I, I love, right. I love the rabbit hole and how, um, all of the proof is there and how you can just watch the web. But um, uh, Pizzagate encompasses all of the things that are interesting that I like to read into. So, you know, I'm a Scorpio. Nothing's too dark or shocking. I mean, they are, but, you know, keep going. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right, like see where it leads. Like, yeah. So Pizzagate encompasses, you know, um, it's got the, the conspiracy element there, whatever. But it has it, the, the trafficking, the mysterious trafficking that, you know, we can't figure out or talk about is part of that, missing children. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the secret societies that are part of that. And that's one of 
Scorpio. I'm a detective. It's one of my favorite things to look into is the secret societies and the cults and all these hidden things. Um, and it has the element also of these old, awful, like the sacrifices that they do. It's, right. It encompasses so many things that like when you look at it surface level, it doesn't make any sense. But if you really have knowledge of these different things and put them together and just look at it, like do your research, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like there was something I read that totally blew me away when I was doing some uh, research about Pizzagate. So I don't remember exactly what year the statistic is for, but it was from a few years ago. It was from like 2014, 15, 16, one of those mm -hmm. around that time. So it was talking about missing children um, in different states. And it was showing like the states with the highest missing children population or numbers for the year. And I live in Virginia. So, you know, um, Virginia was on the list and it was talking about missing children and how many missing children don't have their photos listed. So like, you know, here's the photo of the missing children. Have you seen them? So on average, um, according to the information I read, and this was, this was information I had read, I think last year, so it's not totally current, but um, it was saying that on average per year, uh, one state, say there's like 200 missing children. So out of those 200, it's common for there to be like maybe five photos or mm -hmm. maybe five kids that they don't have photos of like okay. at the immediate time that they can put out the missing children. So mm -hmm. that's, that's like an average number. So in Virginia, for the statistics they were looking at, there was like 530 missing kids for the year. Okay, that was how many children they had marked missing. And of those 530, over 200 didn't have photos. What? That's fucking weird. That doesn't make any so, sense. And in were Virginia, they, still missing? they were still missing. I'm not sure. I, okay. I think so. But the, the information was like uh, children missing, like the total number for the state for the year. And then it was like how many didn't have like photos. It, and it was crazy. And it was the highest number of all the states that were listed. You know, some had like maybe 20. Like that was kind of like, mm. it was the only one that had such a high number, Virginia. Virginia is such a hub for, right, D.C. Right. is, is yeah. four miles away, and all of these people live in, most of them live in Virginia, in Arlington, in Alexandria, and these areas, but a lot of them live in Maryland, too, some of them live in D.C. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> that's really, that's really weird. It doesn't make any sense, other than when you think about why, then it does. And how many people do you think ask that question? Like, why is that like that? Nobody, nobody's because it's asking uncomfortable because right. when they ask, then it means, oh shit, I have to do something about it. Right. Well, we can all do something about it. That's but, true. But um, it's crazy. And just looking into that, you can, you know, all the connections, like the guy who owns the Comet Pizza, you know, in DC, he's one of mm -hmm. the top 50 most influential people in DC. He's a Isn't pizza shop owner. No, um, Alephantis. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. right. I'm like, what is that? And everyone else on the list is not pizza owners. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he's a Rothschild. Like, don't insult my intelligence. I'm sorry that it's it's not a pretty picture, but that's so 
that was one of the first things I think recently that I was like learning about. And, you know, I wasn't going like crazy deep down the rabbit holes, but like started reading about it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like, that's totally a thing. It was, it never crossed my mind that it was a conspiracy because I, I just, I just don't, like you said, I don't think those are a thing. That, right. that term was coined by the CIA in the 50s to make people sound, you know, not credible when they're talking about the government. So, like, exactly. if that tells you anything, right? Exactly. So, that's it's probably- a crazy, it's a crazy rabbit hole, dude. And, uh, yeah, that's something we could definitely talk about. I, like, depth. I can't even say, so I was telling Tyson about this. Um, like, we were, even though we both were raised in the Keys, we were raised very differently. Um, he was raised very, um, like, with that sort of, um, what is it, stereotypical, like, Southern respect, you know, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I wasn't raised like that at all, um, but I also wasn't raised in a manner where I, I was never told that I was talking back. There was no, there was no such thing as back talking in my house, like, my dad always encouraged, um, I was always told to question everything and, and healthy debate was encouraged and from Good. such, and whether it was encouraged or I just naturally did it from such a young age. Like if you asked my grandparents when I was seven, what I was going to be when I grew up, it was going to be a lawyer. Like that's just <laughs> how I've always been. Yes. So like I question everything and I don't like, I don't know how to do anything differently other than right. to question. So to me, I'll like even take it a little bit further of an extreme, but if there is a majority um, feeling or a majority vote or a mainstream idea, I'm automatically going to Against say, it. that's probably not. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably not good. Probably not good. Like, I'm going to go look over I'm gonna here. I'm going to look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see, see what the opposing view is and see how I feel about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I think just think. I don't think most people do that, but I'm weird like that. Well, and it's, you know, it's, um, it's getting harder to, you know, speak openly in, uh, the world and we're being discouraged from thinking, but it's, it's what we do naturally as humans. We have to understand who we are, what our environment is and how Mm -hmm. we belong in that. And if we're not understanding it, then we're not living in our environment. In a time where we have the most access to the most platforms to speak globally, if you will, right? Social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, MySpace, when that was a thing, whatever, Twitter. I know, right? (laughs) We have all of these opportunities to, um, to speak and to share ideas. We are being censored the most and force-fed the most mainstream ideas when we have the most access to information. It's like, I don't think people realize that. And to think about it like that, you should really be fucking scared. Or you should wake up. And and I mean, exactly what you said, we have access to everything right now. Like the way, look at the world and everything that is happening, like that we know of all of the good that's here. And it's just being like, blanketed right now but but it's there and you can you can you can see and feel especially you know it's sag season right now so it's very optimistic but um i don't know it there's just there's a lot of good there's a lot of gloom but there's also a lot of good i feel i'm really glad you said that because i think that 
it'll be it's easy especially for people like us that are like looking into all this you know other weird dark shit Mm -hmm. to get bogged down by that but if you if you take a step back from that all of the people that are connected to their tvs that are connected to whatever the mainstream is telling them they're all gloom and doom they're all we're all gonna die from this virus we're all Mm -hmm. it's not a fucking thing but we won't talk about that right now you know if you like disconnect from your tv or disconnect from your social media and go outside it's fucking awesome it's beautiful out like in a way that it hasn't been in a while right now it seems very weird very strange very it's very mm -hmm. artificial but not i don't mean that in a but yes (laughs) exactly Yeah, I mean, I wish you were here and you could see it here. You know I'm always watching these skies, girl, so. <laughs> How's your crows? You got your crows going? They're not here today. They were here yesterday. I'm telling you, we got some weird weather going on here, you know, so. It's super foggy, or it was earlier. Um, we've got, like, a front, I guess, coming through, but it was foggy up until, like, 10 o'clock, which is super unusual, mm-hmm. um, you know, for it to not burn off mm-hmm. or whatever, but whatever. Don't you love it, right? <laughs> I do. I do. But I don't know. I'm just observing, whatever. Right. <laughs> so I have to laugh because, you know, I drive a lot, but um, from here to Tampa or whatever. But I told you that I see hawks every day. That's happened for a couple months. Yes. And so every once in a while, it'll be like, like afternoon or whatever. And I'll be like, oh man, I have not seen my hawks today. Not even shitting you. Immediately when I think that, I'll be driving and I'll look up on like a lamppost and there's just like a lone fucking hawk. Oh my He's, like, god! Stuck. Like at that one day though that I saw so many, I literally like my mind was blown. It was so I saw six, like six of them. That's a lot. Them, yeah, right? that's a lot. One was flying with a fish. It was hilarious because they can't fly very high with a fish, like a big fish. Oh, symbolic. So we had a fish, and then when I got to Tampa that day because I was driving to Tampa, um, I stopped at a stoplight, and I just glanced out, I just, you know, looked, glanced out my passenger window, and a hawk flew out of a tree and, like, dive-bombed into the bush after something. I've never seen that, <laughs> but I was like, well, that's got to be a sign. I don't know what it is, but that was real cool, and that was, like, my seventh hawk that I'd seen that morning. Wow, it was and, and seven's magical anyways. Right? Oh. It was, was really cool. I looked up the hawks the other day because I saw the one out here and it was saying that they're, you know, um, uh, it's like a very spiritual animal, like they're very connected to spirit in the way, uh, because they are themselves, like they're fearless because mm-hmm. they have that connection, you know, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and I think it's like what I was reading about it too, is it's um, about like they're symbolizing like intuition and mm-hmm. trusting yourself or whatever. Um, I think that was the general birds of prey view mm-hmm. as well. I told you that day I saw the eagles, though. Like, two yeah, that was so cool. The eagles. Like, I literally cried. Like, like I what do you? I know. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen an eagle in a minute. I I remember seeing one a few months ago, though, and yeah, it was a whole experience. <laughs> so I will say, like here, especially, um, I don't see them all the time. I certainly don't see them even like once a month, but they're fairly prominent in this area, rurally, if you will. Um, but I've never seen, I, I've never seen one fly over the road in front of me. And I certainly have never seen two do it in yeah. a row. Like, that's insane. So I was like, well, okay. 
that's guys, my thing, right? Guys are trying to give you a message. That was good because I was having a bad morning. It was a bad morning. Well, hawks but. are good. Nice, fearless energy. Yeah, I need that. I need that. So speaking of energy, um, talk to me a little bit about energy readings. Like when you, I know you did one for me. So what do you, what is the general, like, the pros to it? I know what it did for me, but what do you, how do you see it as being a helpful tool for someone to get an energy reading in? What so energy readings, um, there's so many different ways that you can do an energy reading, like a tarot reading is an energy reading, a birth chart reading is an energy reading, and so is you know a meditation, like a chakra cleanse is an energy reading. Anything, they're just different um, ways in which you can do it. And an energy reading um, is, is good because they help identify, you know, any blockages that you might have that you're either unaware of or that you are aware of, but you just don't really know how to like address it on your own. You need a little help, a little push, a nudge. Um, they're also good to just assess energy. You know, you don't necessarily have to get a reading or a healing just because everything's in the shit, you know, you just, everything's good or it's, everything's just flowing. And I just, I want, you know, it's like going to the doctor. I just need to get a checkup and see what's going on. Right. Um, also, it's fun to, you know, get these readings when your energy is really good because, you know, when you have a reading, when you are in a tough spot and then you have one where you're just kind of whatever, you know, it's nice to have one when things are great because then it's, you know, you're coming for a reading where, you know, there's a lot of good information. There's not right. too many kicks in the ass. Um, <laughs> But, you know, everything is energy. So this is why energy readings are important. And, you know, we tend to make things very logical and energy is logical. It's science. But right. what we're doing in the metaphysical world, it, it's scientific, but there's a lot of unknown, unseen feeling that is done. And that's the non-logical part. But it's based on science. People just right. don't really think that. <laughs> um, and so it's important because, you know, think about energy. Energy is everything. And what are emotions? Emotions are energy in motion. Okay. So it creates oh, yeah. emotions and feelings. That's just, that's just what happens. So, so say, you know, something great happens to you. Um, it's an energy, you know, somebody gives you a new car. That is a huge energy that you're receiving. So it's going to have this crazy effect of like joy and like maybe like happy crying. Oh my God, I have this new car. Same thing if something really awful happens to you. Say you get fired from your job and it was like not the time to get fired. That's a crazy rush of energy coming to you and it's going to have a reaction and it's going to be probably angry tears punching the wall or something, you know, it's, that's just what happens. And then after you have this effect, you have to kind of figure out, you know, how to move on, how to handle everything. But as you're doing that, you know, you have these feelings underneath there, right? The, the feeling of failure, of losing the job, the guilt, the stress, the fear, all of that lingers as you're trying to, you know, figure out how to move forward. Mm -hmm. So if you move forward, but then you still don't do anything to address these feelings, you know, it'll work out, like say, you know, you find a new job, but the fear you have of losing that new job and all the guilt and everything that you didn't process is going to affect your work ethic here. And you might end up losing the new job because yeah. you weren't up to the standards that you were at your old job. It just comes with you. You just take it along for the ride. You're not, you're not doing anything with it. 
Right. And so okay. take that situation and now apply that to like every situation in your life, every interaction. So this would be like if you're someone who's going through life kind of asleep or unaware. So you're just going through your life, things happening this way. So imagine eventually you reach a point where something bad really happens or it might not be bad, but it seems really bad. You know, something that shocks the shit out of your world. And then it's like you have all of this to pick up. And then this is like how people get sick. This is when people, you know, have depression, they have anxiety, and then you get other kinds of diseases. Like you can get different cancers. Like, you know, if you have um, energy, if you don't speak on things and you don't share, you know, your feelings, your sorrows, your shames, your joys, you can eventually, if you suppress that voice and you're someone who's very timid, doesn't speak, doesn't share, like you can get throat cancer. That happens. You can get cancer in your esophagus. It's real. Um, everything is energy and it's just crazy. And, you know, we know that you can take, say you have cancer, you can heal your cancer with sound frequency therapy. You can attune um, and yeah, you can take um, like singing bowls or those different kinds of um, like chambers, you know, like really intense kind of medical chambers, like healing chambers that they have where you can sit in them and they put it like to a certain frequency for whatever, like wherever in your body the cancer is, what sound it would like um, uh, resonate with. And what they do is like, they'll put the, uh, the sound on and it's like an overtime thing, but instantly there's a lot of cells that when they're met with that frequency, because they're at a lower frequency, the cancer cells, right. they get blasted with it and it literally just makes them burst and just explode. So over I, time, yeah, fascinating. I've never heard that. Yeah, I have a video I can send you. I watched one um, actually not too long ago talking about it. But um, yeah, so it's like you can't heal the cancer in one session. There's a lot you can work on. But like over time of not even a few months, you know, doing mm -hmm. things like this, um, you can heal uh, your cancer. And I mean, you can't, you have to make sure other things are good too, you know, good diet, eating all the right things. But energy is everything. Um, so now that I've explained that a little bit, like now it'll make more sense to talk about just a little bit more of the energy reading. I had a few notes. Um, so as humans here, we have our physical body, mm -hmm. which you understand. We have our mental body, which is our thoughts, our communication, our mind, the emotional body, which is our moods, our emotions, and our feelings. And we have our etheric body. So this is what you're gonna kind of associate with the aura. So the etheric body is like the energetic structure that surrounds our human body. Mm -hmm. It like reaches out a couple feet. And it holds your entire uh, history. Like it holds all the feelings you have, every experience that you've been through, every relationship, every friendship, job, trauma, happiness, everything in your story of your life. Um, so doesn't it make sense why energy healing is so important? Like why you would have to do that? Like if there's a cloud that you're constantly walking around with that you're never aware of, <laughs> isn't that crazy? That is um, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so you have to clean out the old energies to make room for the new energies. And if you're operating at a higher vibration, you're more open to experience yourself in a higher vibration. If you're bogged down by all that stagnant energy, that's when you get into those energies of, right? Like you're not living in alignment with who you are. You're depressed. And there's nothing wrong with those. Like that's just depression is your body letting you know, like we're out of alignment right now. We have to heal. Whatever, yeah, we have to heal whatever is like breaking our heart. We really have to heal it. Um, we have to realign and then we find happiness. And I mean, I say that from experience, like 
going back to my stuff a little bit, like prior to my awakening, I was so depressed. Like, uh, and I had been for a long time, but I remember like 2015, the year before was like a year where I really was just like that. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I knew there was something I'm supposed to do, but didn't know what, where do I fit? Who am I? Like, and it, it was just that way. And then when I really went through that dark night of the soul and cracked open and found it, like, I'm not, I haven't been depressed since then. And I'm just someone who was like different phases throughout my life. Most of the time growing up, like as a kid yeah, and not that I don't get like, you know, whatever every now and then I'm, I'm moody Scorpio, but depression, like, no, I haven't seen her in four years. And it's crazy because it's a feeling I thought I would have for my whole life. That is really, I, I'm really glad you said that because I have similar experience, right? Like I've always had, you know, periods of time. I mean, I had a pretty shitty, there were some shitty things that happened. Some, some so. shitty years. Like yeah. I'm not meaning, mu- <laughs> yeah. but um, I will say that like, that, I think that I feel like I'm in between your 2015 and 2016 self. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've done a shit ton of awakening and I've, you know, done a lot of whatever soul searching as you will. And I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like right on the edge of figuring it out. But on the other hand, I get so overwhelmed with knowing that I'm not doing what I should be doing, but I'm doing it because I'm good at it. And I, ha- I don't know what else I should be doing. Um, and I think last time, well, not last time we talked, but when you did the energy reading, like, I told you part of me just wants to like, I don't want to say quit, but part of me just wants to like stop what I'm doing and like take an actual literal, literal break. Mm -hmm. But in the real world where you have three children and a husband and stuff like that, it's not totally ideal. (laughs) It's yeah. It's really hard to like um, justify that. Mm -hmm. And without it sounding like I just want to quit my job because I just want to quit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you just want to quit. It's not what you want to be doing. You want to be happy and find you, but also enjoy your family and what's important in life. But right, we have to be able to eat. I have no backup plan. I have no backup plan. I have no... There's options, but you know, whatever. So anyway. And it gets better that way. It'll all unfold organically. And I totally understand. Like, I know, right, exactly. It's frustrating. I know I don't want to be doing this. I know there's something else. I feel it. I don't know what it is though. So I'm here in limbo. And, and all I can tell you, right, is that you have to just keep searching because that's how you'll find it. Um, and even though you want it now, there's a reason that you don't know now. There's more that you have to learn to get there. But you're there, you're, you know, teetering, you're teetering. And um, there's no coincidence that, you know, you're doing this now in Sagittarius season, big time of optimism, it's fire sign, the search for higher mind, higher meaning. Um, It's like higher ideals, philosophy, things like that, that we, you know, are talking about. (laughs) So it's amazing. Yeah. You know, I was listening to um, the my Maria episode where she had the energy um, reader on. Did you? Did you I haven't listen? listened to that one yet. And I need to today. I'm so excited. Okay. I want to like um, book him. I want to send a thing out to him and see. Yeah. So <laughs> he was like listening to him talk reminded me of you, obviously. It's soup. So he's got a super cool vibe. Um, but one thing that he said that I was like, really, I liked, he was talking about like being a practitioner or whatever. And he's like, you know, when you do this, 
And he, side note, has a super scientific approach to it, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. And yeah, I love he does that. a, it's like a, I was reading his thing, he does like a quantum um, physics kind of view, yes. more, right? Yeah, yes. which I love, yeah. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, you know, when you're taught like about, you know, you're practicing or whatever, you're always taught to ask permission. Mm-hmm. Ask permission before you touch somebody or whatever. And he's like, and I agree with that. If I'm going to touch somebody, I'm going to ask permission. He's like, but I don't believe that. He's like, if I have the ability to heal and I'm walking around and I can see somebody and who is feel distressed or whatever, I'm not going to ask them permission. If I can expend a little bit of my own energy to like heal them, I'm just going to do that. He's like, and I think that that's what we're missing in humanity, which I totally get that. I was just talking to Shannon about that on Wednesday. Like we're so wrapped up in this, um, you know, mind your own business mentality, mm-hmm. if you will, when we really should be talking about this shit more, like we were talking about earlier, stuff that's hard. Talk about hard stuff. If you see something, say something. Right. If you help somebody, help them. Right. We are like literally losing our humanity right now. And that's, that's what I feel about that. That's Sorry. why, no, Angel. that's why the, the light workers are here, why we're here to, this is the work that we're going to be doing big time next year. Um, yeah. I like that though. I, because I understand, right. If I'm touching somebody, of course, it, it, is it okay if yeah. I, you know, right. But yeah, if you're like out and you can just feel it, that somebody yeah. is in, yeah, in distress and you can just send something. I like that. Why not? And it's so funny. I've thought about things like that before, but it, right. The whole, Oh, well, the, that's their thing or I don't know, but right. That's, that's a good idea. Why not? It makes me want to go out here and just right. get all these people. Yeah. And he was, he was talking to me like, you know, he's like, when you, if you're, you know, when you're working and you do this all day, obviously you can drain your own energy because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's literally what you're doing. But if you've got it in you and you're just kind of like, you wow, have to help, you know, and you can feel it. You know, and it's just, it's just cool to me. Like, I really, really enjoyed that episode. Actually, that was. I love that. I'm glad that you mentioned it because, yeah, I wanted to listen to it today. It was super intriguing because I saw she was talking about him mentioning past lives, and you know, I jump on that like, oh yes, give it to me. What are they saying? What's going on? Yeah, so I love past lives. Learn about your past lives. Um. It's like, well, that's why I was telling Maria too, because she'd messaged me and was asking like if what kind of past life recommendations I had. And, and um, I was like, uh, there's not really, in theory, I would love to develop a system one day to like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to do your past life sessions and sit down and really, you know, do it that way. But I haven't developed that system yet. Um, but so what I have found is that if you want to know about your past lives, you really just have to want to know and open okay. up to it and it happens. Um, it was something I was into for a long time. It's super interesting. Um, even before I kind of uh, had my awakening, like reincarnation and past lives was something I knew about. And I was like, it's so interesting, you know? Um, but I saw, uh, I saw a psychic last year who uh, a, my, a friend of mine knows. Um, so I saw her and we have past lives together. <laughs> and uh, I went to her because my friend knew that I was like really searching. This was last year in August. It was right after I quit my job. So it was very like, okay, what, what's You're out here for me? Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so I went to her and I wanted to know about my past lives. Um, 
And she told me like just some things that she saw from a few of them. And it was really crazy. Like I asked her, cause I have this birthmark on my back, like in the center of my back, that's really crazy looking. And um, so I asked her uh, about my birthmark and I know I've always known since I was a kid that it's how I died in a past life, but I ha don't know other than that. But I was always thinking like someone stabbed me in the back cause it's on my back. Right. Um, but I asked her about it and like, she looked at it and she was like, her eyes went up and I was like, tell me. <laughs> She's like, that's a burn, baby. And I was like, a burn? Like, I didn't get it at first. Right. I was so taken aback by it. Like, I, no, I didn't burn myself. Yeah. I was like, a burn? And she's like, yeah, like, that's a burn. Like, burned at the stake. And I was like, okay. And then I'm like, thinking. And Did you were a witch, like, like, lit on fire? She's like, burned at the stake out. And I was sitting there thinking. And I was just like, I'm wearing black. And she's like, nodding at me. And I was like, oh my God. So it was like, she said it. And I just, like, it was like one of those flashback things. Like, she said it. We were talking about it. And we were on like this thing you know so yeah. like, I just saw all this black and like a, a stake thing so my birthmark yeah I was burned at the stake um in one of my lifetimes bananas uh, she told me yeah that I was um the first time I met her this is how she uh I walk into her house and was like oh hi you know I'm Tessa it's nice to meet you and she's like fuck you're old <laughs> <laughs> oh I know thank you great here we go Oh shit. Oh, and she had the same birthday as my mom, which was really fucking weird. I was like, what? This is crazy. That is weird. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, and she told me like that I have uh, a lot of gypsy blood in me. Like I've I've been a gypsy in many lives. I get on that. The travel, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Traveling, traveling solo in many of my lives, which is me in this life too. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she just she like told me a few things and I could like see a little of what she was telling me and then um there was like this uh big past life I have that she like really opened me up to and kind of confirmed and uh it's like this wizard like this uh past life I don't know exactly when but it's like Camelot times okay and um it's a big past life for me that's actually well, we know time is linear or it's not linear. We know time right. is like, you know, um, yeah. yeah. So the past life for me is overlapped with this current life, which duh, but it like really is. And it happened, it started happening last year, like when I was tapping into it and she told me a little bit about it and I meditated trying to figure out, um, find out about it. And I saw this wizard was like okay <laughs> and so I asked her about it when I saw her and I was like can you tell me about this wizard and she was like was the hat pointed or not pointed you need to show me how the hat looked and I was like what? she was like looking at <laughs> photos on her phone of like wizard hats and it's like how did the hat look like to show me what looks the most like what you saw and I was like this one and she was like telling me that um to consider that the wizard that I saw um was you know, my teacher, like my original teacher, she's mm -hmm. like, you know, we think teachers are, you know, women, females, but think of maybe he was your original teacher. And I was just like, like Merlin. So I was like, what the fuck? And I've had a lot of Merlin things throughout my life and weird things. Like as a kid, if there was, an, there's, there's like fragments of old movies with Merlin that have like a whole thing for me. That's um, awesome. So I saw that, or, or I, ha I had that session with her, and it was very crazy because, like, a week after that, I came home. So this was in Florida. I came home, and um, 
I went to the grocery store and I like look over and make eye contact with this, uh, how you call it, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> how do you call it? Worcestershire? 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 Yeah, I don't know. W, you know. So I locked eyes with some of that sauce and it was called the wizard and it had a Merlin wizard on it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then went back to that same grocery store the following. Wait, I love that she said I just made eye contact with some sauce. Like I, it had a wizard on it. Like he was like this, and he was like looking right at you. He was like peering out of like the name. The wizard was above him, and his head was here. He really was fucking looking at me. And then I went to the same grocery store a week after, and it was like the same thing. I was getting almond milk, and as I'm getting almond milk, something was like turn around, and I turn around, and there's like a display here of cans, like just. And then there's a single thing of flour sitting on it, and it's King Arthur flour. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, what the fuck? And I texted the, the psychic I saw and told her about it, and she was like, they're poking at you. It's like, oh my God, something's happening. It really is I've fucking happening. Before. So it was crazy. And then after that happened, um, I started like trying to figure it out more, trying to figure out the Merlin connection, trying to figure out uh, what it all means. And fast forward a few months, um, uh, that was August of last year, I was really trying to find out more about this past life. And I know that this past life is going to tell me about what I have to do in this life. Because it was like the last one and I'm picking back up here. Um, And so, a few months go by and then uh, it was December of last year and I had come across this like uh, school on Instagram. It's like this hermetic arts and magical sciences school and they were advertising for an astrology course. And I had been saying like, there's something I need, like I need something to help me level up. There's something I'm missing mm-hmm. and it's going to come to me. And then I found that course and I was like, this is it. This is going to help me level up. I need this. It was like a $300 course. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> so um, I just quit my job. I can't be paying $300 for an astrology course. <laughs> right. So um, I was like, okay, if I make enough money from tarot readings to pay for it, I will, I will do the class because, it, uh, right. man, I really have to. But mm, that, mm-hmm. so um, it was advertised in December and it was going to start in March. So I had three months, which was great. And it took me that whole three months. I ended up making the last 300 of it the week that the class, like they needed the money the week that it was going to close the enrollment. Mm-hmm. And it was actually like when the lockdown stuff had started. So they took off like 40 or $50 of it, like of the total cost. Cause of some of it was going to be like supplies in the school or whatever, right. or something like that. So I ended up getting to go, or it's online. So I ended up getting to sign up for it and I ended up paying less for it. And I did it like making with like my first few tarot readings, like doing it for real. So it was crazy. And taking that course totally leveled me up like I thought it would. It was everything. And it actually was exactly what I was looking for a few months ago with the past life stuff, because the school that I found, they teach, um, uh, tree of life they teach hermetic kabbalah and it's something i had never heard of but Mm -hmm. i have been trying to find a system for years like the more i've learned about all this i'm like there's something where it all connects where i can connect a tarot card 
with the astrological correspondence and a number and something else and all of these things. And then I took this astrology class and she references the tree of life a little bit and talks about some of these concepts. And I was just like, holy shit. I have found what I've been looking for. I just got chills. Um, and, and so I started uh, taking some classes like through the school and they have like a, a lodge that they do. Mm -hmm. And I did it and it was the craziest thing. Like the first time I did it, I was like, holy shit. And we did a meditation. And after the meditation, um, the lady who leads it made a comment that there was like all this energy, like, you know, wow, this was great. Like we all came together and she uh, mentioned a cloaked hooded figure in gray that she saw. And that's what the wizard looked like that I saw the first time in my meditation. Mm -hmm. And of all the times I've done lodge, she has never since mentioned seeing any kind of anything. And that was the first one I joined. So I know that that was me. That was my wizard shit coming through. Um, awesome. I have chills now. Right. And I, I've learned, I've learned everything through that school this year. I, I, have started learning, I started learning Hermetic Kabbalah earlier this year. And I know for a fact, that's what I did in my past life because I've learned all of it in a few months now. Well, not all of it. it, it's a lifetime thing, lifetime thing, but like I've learned basic concepts, you know, I have an understanding of it. Um, I le learned the Hebrew alphabet in an afternoon and it just that's made sense crazy. to me. Like, what is that? I can't like really write words. Um, I could sit down and like do some gematria in Hebrew right. with you, but um, it's so crazy. So that basically sums up how I have learned a lot about my past life. So there's not really a specific thing that you can do. You just have to, I really fucking wanted it. I had to know because I knew it was connected to what I needed to know now and you feel the same. Yeah. So you're right in that same spot, like really put it out, pray to your guides, do some research. I know there's books you can buy on past lives. Mm -hmm. um, I have one that's uh, I can recommend to you. It's a doctor who like specializes in them. You can do research about them and doing stuff with your guides would be good too, like to meditate and just like there's books on connecting with your guides and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I started doing um, a guided meditation for that. It sounds funny, but I found it on YouTube. And no, that's what I, that's where I do them. And they're amazing. They're and it was so really, good. really helpful. But before I did that, I went to a yoga class one night with one of my friends and um, I do yoga pretty frequently. I love it just for the, mm -hmm. I do hot yoga a lot just for the sweat aspect of it. Cause I like it. Um, but I went to a, just a, I think it was like their yin class. So it was just like super quiet. It was dark. It was at nighttime, you know, nothing crazy like super long poses um but I guess for lack of a better word I started I won't say that I fell asleep because I didn't but I started meditating if you will in one yeah. of the poses and um I it was such a weird thing that I told Tyson about it like I went somewhere I'm just saying that's all I'm just telling you that I went somewhere and remember I think I was texting you yesterday about this about like the Native American thing Yes, I, I knew that's what you were going to say. So I went somewhere, and all of a sudden, I'm just staring at this, like, old Indian dude. Like, there was no words. There was nothing like that. But I was there, and then it scared me right. or whatever, right? right? Like, it startled me. And then, like, I came back for, again, lack of a better word. And it was such a weird experience that I literally came home and told Tyson about it. He was like, huh, 
I'm sure he thinks I'm insane, and that's okay. But yeah, that was. Oh my great. God, I fucking so. love it. See that? That's what you need to. Yeah, and and the more you practice, the better you'll get. Like with meditating and astral projecting, you'll be able to like control it and you know go to your temple or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even mean to. Like I wasn't trying. There was yeah. no. Mm-mm. And well, yeah, you're Pisces anyways, yeah. you know, you've got that very uh, intuitive, empathic, yeah, water sign, you can do that. So let me tell you about, let me tell you about energy, or like how I interpret energy, right? Yes. So I have always been an empath, I, that's a thing, yes. right? Like, yes, no, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I will always read other people's energy. Um, but only super recently, kind of what you were talking about earlier, have I thought about the energy that I put out. Like when you have an experience, whether it's good or bad, right? Everything has a cause and effect, right? So if something bad happens to me and I get that bad energy or those bad feelings, I'm then going to project them out probably yes. pretty far, right? Like in, into the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we should probably be super conscious about that and, you know, not like hold your feelings, of course, but process them before you put Mm -hmm. them out there or whatever Mm -hmm. um but anyway so I've always been super in tune with other people's feelings and and how they are Mm -hmm. I have this particular client at work right now um and I literally hate working with them (laughs) I do not want to talk to them I do not want to be around them it is the most awkward thing and nothing actually bad has ever has happened does that make sense like there's yeah no you can just feel it and I'm just like, I, I don't even want to email them. I don't want to communicate with them. <laughs> and I have to, I have, because I have to. Um, yep. So today we were in SNL, we were eating, and this older couple, like grandparents, came in with their two grandboy, grand, grandsons, grandboys. And, <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> that's spelled B-O-I-S, boys. Um, <laughs> so they came in, and immediately I was like, mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like mm-hmm. I go. Mm-mm. And then immediately this lady was like, you got to speak up. We're old and we're deaf. If you move your lips without making a sound again, I'll slap you. And I was just like, yep, felt that. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to hurry up and eat. Like, I just don't want to be in here. And then when we were finished eating, all of a sudden, like, I, the hearing in my left ear, like went away that happens to me a lot because I get vertigo sometimes my left ear has a thing too so like like yeah it went cloudy like it does that make sense like it um, I don't know how I would even explain it maybe yeah it's like I'll be talking and then it's almost like I not like I can't hear but yeah it's like what's going on here it gets really like muffled and like everything there's a little little poppy something yes so that happened and then I was just like starting to feel like really weird not like I was going to get vertigo because I know what that feels like. And I looked at Tyson and I was like, I got to go outside. And he's like, okay, like you're not going right. to come back in. And I was like, nope. Nope, I got to go. And so I got up and I took the girls because we were all done eating and we went outside. And when he came back and he got in the car and he was like, I kind of felt it too. He's like, in, for him, logical because he's logical. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think it's because all those people came in there and I got really stuffy. He's like, but I started to like sweat. It wasn't hot in there, by the way, but. Right, you can feel people's shit. And I was like, no, it was that lady. Like, there was, that was not okay. And he was like, meh. 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. That's so true though. And you know, talking about the, the fields, like our, our auras are our energy fields and the, um, the human heart, you know, generates electro, it generates an electromagnetic field mm -hmm. that ends up stretching out. So that's how like you feel people and you can feel them like, right. You walk by, you feel her like, damn, her heart yeah. is busted right now. Like, <laughs> I was like, she is not a she's not okay <laughs> I, and I it's so funny like I have done that so many times he used to work with this person I'd never met him before he was a newer person we were at some cocktail hour somewhere and this guy just walked up to me and as soon as he walked up to me and introduced himself and it was in a little bit of a like kitschy kind of rude way when you don't introduce yourself to somebody that you've never met like that mm -hmm. immediately I was like nope nope I was I like not you. nice to him and I told I told guys when we got in the car I was like there's something wrong with him. <laughs> I love it. Like he is a sociopath. Like, like it was immediately like how I felt, right? And he's like, no, he's fine. And then like a little while later, he's like, no, he's not okay. <laughs> like, I know. Like there's, wow. I mean, I got like super bad vibes from that. So I want you to come up here for a visit and I want us to just go out and walk around here. I want you like, to just come out and walk around with me and Chris and we can just be popping everybody off. Like, oh my God, do you feel that? Do you see them? Yeah. Do you see? I'll be like, that's crazy. That's, I mean, that's all, <laughs> it's like all we do when we walk outside. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny. And I guess that feel. Yeah, there's some people at work that I work with and I'm like, I'm like, you're something bad about you, but you're too much. Like, I do not enjoy your energy. There's too much. I think it's so crazy that like people, you know, we can pick up on it so well and some people aren't aware of it. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. I just mean it's so like, it's so weird that some people don't notice it or can't pick up on it yet. And it's so loud for us, you know? I think it's even, so it's even more loud for me now that I'm paying attention to it. Like it's always been a thing. Um, my whole life, I just know that it has it's been a thing for so long that like my grandparents would point it out when I was like five, that I was doing it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, but then I went through, at least in my mind, there's probably a long stretch of memories that I don't hold on to or whatever, <laughs> or that are suppressed. But there's a long period of time where I don't remember mm -hmm. it, you know, it affecting me or whatever. But in the last couple of years, like I just, it's just everywhere. And it's good and bad. Like I, will meet people like you when I met you immediately the first time uh, you know over zoom I was like yep we good yep, this is like I know that this is like my person you know what I mean like this is a I person know. that I can totally whatever talk to and you know what I'm saying so mm -hmm. I feel that yeah, too I can do it good and bad but yep. it's crazy <sighs> it's crazy to be able to do though you know do you find and maybe this is a, a, a my sign thing but do you find that you're attracted to or do you find that you're attracted to hurt people or that hurt people are attracted to you? Do you get a lot of that? Both. Um, I've gotten better at, I, I used to um, really, well, I really want to help in general. I want to help people. And I have been in really dark, low places, so I can identify it in others. And they do have a way of coming to me for sure. Um, I've gotten better at recognizing what types I will allow that I can help. Um, it, it just depends, but, um, but yeah, I, you can just feel it, right? You know, it, it's so different when you feel somebody who's like, oh, they've had a bad day and someone's walking around. It's like, no, they're like dealing with shit. They're right. 
going through it. And like, when I feel those people, I'm like, I just want to help them. Like, I just want to, I just want to hold them (laughs) and just, that's all I want to do. Um, but you know, you can tell the difference though, between people who are like going through something and the ones who are going through something. Yeah. Like I don't mess with the ones who are like this. Right. If they're, if they're just like, okay, that's yeah. But, um, no, you'll, you'll find that. And for sure, for you, yeah, for sure. Because it's like moths to a flame when you have a higher energy, when you have the light and they have like some, uh, negativity, a little nastiness, you know, they want to come to the light, but then when they see it, they don't totally know how to interact because they're not on the same level and they can kind of destroy it a tad and it's not their fault, but then they have to be aware of what they're doing. And you also, you know, can't let people take advantage of you like that, but it's hard for us because we understand why they're saying what they are and what they're doing. It's all about boundaries and and, boundaries boundaries and limits, but yeah, it's hard when you want to help, but um, also you can only help people who want to help themselves, you know? Yeah, that's true. I've definitely, I won't say cut off, but like um, just really like step way back from friendships where or relationships where you, you've already said what you're going to say, you've already done your due diligence and they're just not going to change or it, it's almost like they don't want to, mm-hmm. like they don't want to accept that they have any um, responsibility or ability, right? you know, to fix it or change it or whatever. Um, and that's super frustrating. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't have... And it's crazy to me because these people, you know, that we, that we, uh, have, that we know, um, it's so, it's just interesting because, you know, the same thing that makes them unable to, you know, see it, it's all this that we're talking about. Like they have a wound that they're walking around with that they deny or they're aware of, but they just ignore Mm-hmm. And they just go through life that way. And I mean, it's like going through life like a wounded kid. And imagine how you would be. Yeah. That's just how it is. It is. I literally can't wrap my head around not wanting to feel that way. Right. It's bizarre to But me. it's like when you just don't know, you know, like remember when, remember when you used to be depressed. Like I remember that. I'm like, what else? How would it ever, it's, how could it be, get better? How do people, how do they live without this feeling? Right. And now I know. And it's like, want to help people get out of that feeling that they're in like there is another way but it's very unknown that's why you have to have that level of like trust in yourself there has to be some kind of higher power higher purpose a drive something right um, for you to like you know get pulled out of that and to kind of like wake up to it I guess I just have to tell you like you have this crazy like white glow around your like hands and stuff as you're yeah like as you're moving them it's just like it's really, just so you know, super strange. <laughs> I can't can see, you it. see it. No. Okay, I can. What does it look like? It literally looks like a glow, like white energy or white light coming off of your hands. It's really hilarious to me. Hilarious because so, of what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them up. But a lot of it, like when you're like, I could see you moving your hands with the tarot cards or whatever. Oh, and it, and it was like, I can see it now. That's so funny. Yeah, I can't see it. It's really bizarre. Oh, you're gonna have to send so, me a picture of it when you yeah. look back at it later. <laughs> so, you know, it's super interesting. So you're playing with your tarot cards, and I looked at my—I um, don't know what notes you have, but I looked at the last like 
little bullet point that I had put down, which was about tarot cards. Like, yeah. talk to me a little bit about tarot reading. So you know that I got these. I am um, so and for whatever reason, I felt super compelled to just carry them around with me. So I like put them in yep. my car yesterday when I left for work. I don't know why. I, I have zero idea why. I had like a fleeting thought that I'm like, maybe I'll read the book in it, you know, while I'm at lunch, even though I don't read at lunch. Usually I'm like eating and then I go back to work. But I was like, I'm just going to put them in the car with me. And I did. And it was really hilarious. So I love that. It sounds like uh, me when I got my first deck at 15, Literally, 16, when you said that I was carrying it around yeah. with me. It felt like it needed to be with me. And mm -hmm. that's funny. Wow. I'm so, I can't put into words how thrilled I am that you bought a tarot deck. And um, I'm just very excited to see what you do with it. I know. I was, I, I don't even know like what, well, we were talking or whatever. And you're like, yeah, you know, I want to do, I'm putting together lesson plans. And I was like, what? Like, you're going <laughs> to teach this stuff? Like, how do I not know that? Right? <laughs> It all just happened. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy a deck. But what was super interesting to me were the Oracle cards too. So I started reading about those. Very and cool. Naturally, like the spirit animal Oracle cards. I'm like, I don't know. I got to have that. I think like, you do. That's what I want to have. So have you anyway. used them yet at all? Nope. I opened them and that is all. And I started reading the book. So that's nice. I'm yeah. just so excited for you. Like it's so magical and amazing. And, and it's just, oh my God, you have it. Is there a wrong way? Like the reason I haven't started using them yet, because I'm like, what if I do it wrong? No, okay, there's no, there's no wrong way. It's okay. like, um, and you know, you're very intuitive and you're very aware and you're learning. So whatever feels right. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. If it feels okay. right, then do it. Um, there's no wrong way to shuffle. You can shuffle however you want. Um, there's no wrong way to pull. You can like shuffle it and pull off the top. You can fan it out and pull. There is no, you can throw them on the floor and then pick three like it doesn't matter um, what's meant to be picked up will be picked up basically. exactly exactly um and i mean and it's all about intention you know like uh when i do readings for clients or for myself i always pray beforehand set the mood um for both i'll sage light a candle it just sets the mood um and a candle is like such an easy way to do magic and i don't mean magic in like a witchy spell casting right. way i just mean magic and magic changing vibration changing frequency getting in touch with spirit um when you light a candle it's you know you're invoking the flame that's fire right. that's your one element you have present that's bringing it to you and then if you sage or have incense then you've got the smoke that also helps to clear and bring it in um so there's there's no wrong way and just set your intention like pray I want to see what I need to know now for my highest good and pull however many cards you want. Find those spreads you can find online, like on Pinterest. There's so many. Mm -hmm. um, you can find some for free, like on, if you just Google them. Well, don't Google, use DuckDuckGo. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but you can find, you can find some spreads. Um, but something you, you really should do, it's going to be probably the hardest thing for you to do, but is going to be the best, is when you do play with those cards, write down what you do. Write down whatever cards you pull. Oh, you write, said that. You told me that. Yeah, like write down, write down like whatever you think it means, whatever, the experience, because it's just going to be so valuable for you to have that, to like keep track of your progress. And then 
a year, five years from now, look back and you're like, oh my God, this is when I was learning about the two of cups, like, holy shit. And I drew it and now I understand. And yeah. So, um, and that'll just help you the more you write and try to like connect it and pull it out of your head a little bit is mm -hmm. will help you learn a little bit more. Um, but tarot. So you had asked me like what tarot cards are and what they are not. And that's right. such a great question. I have a few notes. So I will start with what tarot is not because okay. that's easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, tarot is not a fortune telling device. Um, at least in my world, it's not. Uh, and I don't speak down on anyone who does do that because that's how you do it. That's how you do it. But that's not how I do it. Um, tarot is not a key that is going to give you the answer for your life. It's not going to give you a magic answer for any situation. Um, if you're looking for a yes or no to things, you're, uh, that's not what I do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah. And, and other things like uh, sometimes people like to do readings uh, for other people like they'll come in you know oh I want to I want to look at you know my relationship with this person and you know I want to see how he's doing and this kind of shit I don't like to do that it's it's lower vibration and if you're worrying about another person an ex whatever right. you're focused on them and I'm worried about yourself and that's not what we're here for yeah that doesn't so, even seem like I don't want to say ethical but but no, that there, exactly. There are tarot ethics, surprising, but there are. And yeah. that would be one of them. Someone coming to me and is like, I want to re read for him. I'm like, he's not here. He didn't give permission. It's the same right. thing. Like, yeah. he didn't. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's what tarot is not. And that's, you know, I, I think a lot of that is some old views of tarot. Tarot is more popular now, which also, you know, is good and bad. Um, but I think the more modern tarot people know it's not as superficial as it kind of once was looked as but it still has that tone to it um so what tarot is for me is the greatest tool in which we can unlock the mysteries of our universe it's not a key to give us the answer to the universe or to ourselves but it's going to give us it's going to unlock more questions for us more mysteries um, and tarot represents an allegorical journey. Each card is the experience of something, a universal energy along the way. So the whole purpose of tarot, you know, when we do a reading, you come in and you want to like check on your energy. Okay, so we pull cards and that's what we're doing. Like the, 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 the different suits line up with different areas of your life. Um, numbers mean different things. Energy means different things. And it's all about how you read, like, you know, one reader is totally different from another tarot reader, even the same card. We're going to say totally different things. We might have like one or two keywords that are the same, but the way we explain it is totally different, but neither one of us is wrong. It's just different lenses. Um, so like when you look at these cards, you, you can, and I use a deck that is a uh, hermetic deck. So it has more like energy on it. It's, it, it has like traditional, uh, like the traditional photos in some of them, but, uh, others are very energetic. So you don't have like a photo in all of them. Like this one is much like this one is much more, you can tell there's a person here at a table if you can kind of see that, but here oh, yeah. there's cups and energy. It's not yep. really anything so defined. So when you have something like this, like you're putting yourself into that card, like what does this mean in the situation? There's so many things that happen, like um, depending on like what you're talking about, you can just, you can 
feel the energy when you're reading for someone and then you can see it in these cards and you can see where it's coming from and oh, it's weird to explain but that would be like how i could explain it it's just energies that hold information for you but they're not answers let Tara me ask, doesn't, ask yeah. you a question on that one so if sorry to interrupt you no um my interpretation of what you were just saying on that one with the three cups or whatever mm -hmm. um like if i were going to look at that in just off the cuff and intuitively tell you how that made me feel. If mm -hmm. I was gonna pull that for myself, I would say that that would be like a representation of like pouring all of my energy into maybe too much. Like that's how I would interpret that based on how I'm feeling right this second. Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Is that what you're saying, Lou? Like it's based on like how you feel or how you- Yeah, like to, that? exactly. Like however you, right. And, and it's also kind of, I'm trying to explain it the best I can because there's so much happening here. It's like, um, you know, you, you do the cards and, and it helps me to see the energy that you're coming with more. Like I already can feel it when we start talking. And then, you know, especially if you're like, yeah, I want to look at this area of my life. Or, you know, if you're like, I just want to look, you can already feel if the energy is good or not. And then when you see it here, it's very apparent, like where the focus is. So it's like, okay, so you've got a lot of focus on water. So you're soul searching a lot. So you're internal a lot. And then from there, you can look at the different numbers and see the journey. So it's not telling you like, okay, so this is the next step. And this is, right. you know, the answer. It's like, so here's the lesson you're in. What does that mean? This is the experience. Do you want to rise to the next lesson? This, like, that's kind of how it is. It's okay. stepping stones, you know? Um, and the way I study tarot uh, is in the Western mystery tradition with a focus on Hermetic Kabbalah. So I don't do a total traditional, well, it has tradition in it, but I don't do like a um, tradition. I don't do a modern, there we go. I don't do a super modern uh, take on tarot, even though it's starting to kind of get some kind of following, which is so interesting to see. Mm -hmm. um, but so uh, to sum that up, uh, the Western mystery tradition is the occult lineage of the West and occult meaning hidden, not evil, not magic, not low vibe. Occult literally means hidden, but it, you know, that's a word like many that have been twisted over time to give it another meaning. Um, so the Western mystery tradition is the occult hidden lineage of the West. And it's a mix of philosophical ideas and teachings that create a system for understanding the universe. And uh, Hermetic Kabbalah is the root of the tradition. Okay. It's, not, it's not a religion. Um, it's a philosophical, mystical idea, like it says. But there's things that we do, like in Lodge, you know, we have ritual where you know we meditate we light our incense we look at the cards for whatever our working is and we set our intentions that we're trying to do um but it's a spiritual path to help you develop self-knowledge know thyself um and that way you can connect with all that is divine and be in reverence with divinity um and hermetic kabbalah which is like the root focus of it that's what my like tree of life thing is it's a glyph mm -hmm. of uh you know the macrocosm and the microcosm so Hermetic Kabbalah is this mystical, philosophical uh, expression that unites several different magical teachings. So it combines Jewish, Jewish mysticism uh, with ancient Greek, Roman, and Egyptian teachings. And then it also brings in alchemy, astrology, theurgy, and tarot. Okay. And that encompasses um, Hermetic Kabbalah. 
And that's the lens that I study tarot in. So this is how when I pull a tarot card, I see a number here, but I'm also seeing the astrology of it. I'm also seeing the Hebrew word or letter that's associated with it, which tells me a lot of things. I see like the energy of it. I see the tree. So there's so many of those things you put together in a reading. Um, so that is, uh, <laughs> that is my approach to tarot and how I, how I do it. And that is like a, what I was talking about earlier, the school that I have found this year, the Hermetic Arts and Magical Sciences School. Right. Um, I've learned all of this from that and it's just been eye-opening for me. That's um, fascinating. It's interesting, uh, yeah, to, to try to explain. Um, that would be like a conversation for another time, maybe. But I tried to condense it as easy. It's just those, uh, those teachings. It's very interesting. It attempts to, you know, explain how the, the, you know, the universe is created and how we can study it and all of these things. It's very interesting. I love, I love that it's just, I, I think that it's super important what you said for, you know, for people that don't really understand it, what it's not right? It's not right. giving you an exact answer. It's not necessarily telling you the future, if you will. It's saying this is where maybe this is the path that you're on. You know, here's the place you're in. Here's what maybe the next step or whatever that you can get to where you need to go. Exactly. That's, That's exactly. And, and we all have free will. So, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. Never. Right. Even in the reading, I'm not saying, all right, so this is what you should do. I mean, there's a few things, but healthy things. I'm like, you really should cry about this. Like, I will tell right. you that. But any big thing, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, you're in charge of your own life and you're in charge, you know, you have free will. These, this is the energy, right? How right. do you see it? How do you want to work with it? What do you want to do with it? You know? That's awesome. That's crazy. I love tarot. And there's like never, there's never enough ways to explain it. Like, right. I don't even know how to, how to explain it. I was trying to type up those notes to go through it some. And I was just like, how do you, how do you type what you feel? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, okay. So did I have anything else? I don't think I did. Just looking. I don't think so. We talked a little bit about auras. I do want to, I do want to talk about that another time. Auras and, um, yeah. and numerology maybe. Yeah. Super interested in that, but. That would be cool. We could do that. Um, you know what we should do? We should do another one where, right, we have some things like that, like numerology or some astrology or something, and I can do something for you. Like we can talk about numerology and I can calculate, you know, like your life path number and some other numbers for you and like explain it. And, you know, we could do that. Um, could do that for like astrology too. If you ever want to do like a, a chart thing or some energy thing, like we would always do that. Um, the aura thing, we could do another one where we talk about auras and chakras more. Oh, I love uh, chakras. I want to talk about that. I do, but like so cool. most intriguing, past lives. Like I want, I want to talk more about that. I know you talked a lot about yours, but I want to hear more, hear more uh, about that and, and how that. I past just, lives is so cool because there's a lot I could tell you of like um, little things like, uh, this one's fun. I'm just going to tell you. Um, I found out, you know, when I went to that psychic, my friend who took me, uh, we connect very well. She's also a Scorpio and we know we have a connection there. We know we have past lives together, but she confirmed it. The, the psychic, she was like, y'all have been, had a lot of lives together. We were like either best friends in them. There was one where we were twins and we were <laughs> sisters in the other one. And it's very funny. So we found that out. I was like, wow. So um, a little bit after I found that out, I lost my wedding ring last year and I bought, we got a new, just like the wedding band. 
um, lost the wedding band. So we got a new wedding band for me a few months later. And then when I saw my friend, uh, her name's Danae, when I saw her, it's like, I don't even know how it came up, but like, I think she saw my ring or I saw a ring on her hand and we're looking my new ring that I have that my husband picked out. I didn't pick out. Um, it's the same ring that she has the same style, everything, except I have a different stone. It's the same set, the same everything. And I don't have diamond in it. It has moissanite in it, which is from an asteroid and it has amethyst. And hers just has the moissanite. It doesn't have the amethyst, but it's the same design and it's moissanite. That's crazy. And right. And she got the ring, you know, her and her husband got married like, uh, I don't know, in the last two or three years. Uh-huh. So I, I've only had this ring for like a little over a year now. I got it last year. Uh, yeah. Right. I lost my other ring. Like when going at a big part in my transformation, right. Got this new ring yep. and it's the same one as hers. I was just like, that's, what? Awesome. So that's, that's, that's definitely a- something, right? That's, that doesn't just happen. That's cool. I actually just, <laughs> Amethyst is my birthstone. And, um, love Amethyst. Like, it's my favorite. Um, my and OG. My husband just got me, um, what's for Christmas, but I picked it out. So I know what it is, but I, I have this like silly little, it's not silly, but it's like a silicone ring that I use for like exercise or whatever. Yeah, but those are great. And then I have an actual like super diamond band, all that crap or whatever. Um, but he, I picked one out and it's like a, like a three, I think it's a three ring set where you've got like, they nestle around the oh, middle. Yeah. So there's amethyst in the two bands and then the ring, the main ring or whatever is like a moonstone. So I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, like, moonstone will be so it. good for you. So I'm really excited about it. I was like, I want to have that. So. When you get that Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Moonstone, excuse me, will be good for you. I'm glad. Yeah, that's another thing that I want to like, I started reading about. One of my friends was like, you should really look into crystals. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so she's like, let me tell you a little bit about, you know, these. So I started looking at that. There's just so much. And I have a tendency to like, take it all in and take it all at the same time and then I just like get overwhelmed and then I don't and then I just sit with it because I'm like oh god analysis paralysis <laughs> um so I'm trying not to do that and right. do one thing at a time so I know that there's um there's a couple crystal shops in town and I also have a friend who has her own crystal business that she started um she's in Gainesville and I know she does like she has an Instagram good crystals if you're ever interested oh yeah send me that she's online Mm -hmm. i just bought some stuff from her um we did like a little one-on-one thing like i facetimed Mm -hmm. her and just got to look at everything so cool yeah i'll send you her stuff um yeah she's another one in town too send me that too there's one there's one here yeah i'll send you i'll send you there's one in town Wow. Yeah. Crystals are really cool. Cause they're, it's a nice, um, it's a nice physical representation, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you need to have something that you can actually hold that's magical that you can see and, and it makes right. sense. Cause what's in your brain doesn't always make sense. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for you to learn more about crystals. Cause it, it's so fun. Like when you really start to learn it and like, understand, like you have your favorites and you really just, it's a whole thing that comes together. I'm excited. So, all right. So since we are wrapping up and I know that you do all of your tarot stuff, your energy stuff, um, throw out your Instagram where people can find you. 
My Instagram is at into the mystic 1109. All one word, of course. No space. And do you have any <laughs> Twitters or do you tweet or anything? I do not. I've tried a few times and it's just, I've, I don't have, it just doesn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Instagram is where it's at. Instagram's where it's at. That's the number one spot. That's where I always am. You can find me there. Awesome. And, and in the future, maybe we'll find us in some other places. You know, that That's will come. Right. That will right. come. Well, this was super exciting. Thank you for doing this with me. I will edit and I'm going to decide if I'm going to throw the video up. I think it's fun. I think I probably will, even though I look a hot mess. And that's okay, though. I don't care, right? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I have my little concealer. I'm good. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. So anyway, 